This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, the pyramid. I lost the tagline and can't be bothered to find it. I think you only enter once, Chris. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And Horse Lanta is horsing around and is no is not able to be here. Yeah, he's got important horse business. I mean his grandma warned him not to horse around inside the house, but he horsed around inside the house and now he can't podcast. He horsed around and found out. Yeah. <laughs> Halfo. Uh, yeah, and this is, I believe, going to be our last episode of the year due to Chris having a birthday, our next recording day, and then the recording day after that being Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and if Horse Lanta and Chris are on the same couch when midnight hits, they have to kiss and no one wants that. It's true. So... We will, we will see you all in after this episode. We will not see you again until the new year. Have a happy holidays and all that happy crap. Indeed. Stay filthy. Yes, please do. Yes. and But this week, we have a podcast still. And we watched The Pyramid as suggested by Matt's buddy, Ryan. And that's Hot Dog Matt. I don't think we have another Matt. But just in case, Hot Doggy Matt, Horror Show Hot Dog. He's on that. He has a friend named Brian who requested a movie Mm -hmm. called The Pyramid. Yeah, so we watched it because that's what we do. Yeah. That was as close to a palindrome as I could get. That's pretty good. It was a conceptual palindrome or palindrome concept concept. I'm not sure how to say that. Sure. Yeah. Things and stuff and whatnot. So, uh, Chris, how does this movie start? Oh, that's a good question. Watched it like two hours ago. Not even that long ago. <laughs> well, the start was two hours ago. Yeah. I at least have the, the excuse of I watched it last night. We start off with uh, text crawls over footage of civil unrest in Egypt. Yeah, it's the Arab Spring. I think we all remember. Well, hopefully we all remember that. If you don't remember that, you're like... 10 years old and why are you listening to my podcast yeah yeah why are you listening to this 10 year old yeah be at least 14 before you listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure we're tagged as explicit so uh, if we're not we really yeah it depends how much I drink as to whether or not we're explicit apparently <laughs> oh no we're definitely explicit yeah because the more I drink the more I say fuck true yeah and historically, we can't go more than 1.26 episodes before talking about my dick for some reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> 1.26 episodes with Horse Lanta on them. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, but shout out to, to Hot Doggy Matt for uh, shouting out Neil Breen uh, on his podcast and uh, commenting about how women won't get naked on screen with Neil Breen. So I remember talking about that, the first Neil Breen movie we watched. Yeah, he's an auteur. Not everybody gets yeah. it, okay? Yeah. 
Yeah, their contracts may say they don't get naked around him, but they don't say that he can't get naked around them. <sighs> yeah, at least I feel they like didn't. That... At least they didn't the first time. <laughs> yeah, boy, but after that first time. Yep. Uh, but anyway, no Neil Breen in this one. This is all not a Neil Breen movie. Yeah. But yeah, so there, there, the setting is Egypt, mm-hmm. where there are pyramids, and this is called the pyramid. Uh, there is the Arab Spring happening, uh, so uh, the the citizens of Egypt are rather unhappy with their government mm-hmm. and attempting to enact change. But there are some scientists, archaeologists by trade, who yeah. are trying to unearth a new pyramid, like two hundred miles south of e- of Cairo. Like they're just out in the middle of like BFE, like. You know, yeah. So, but still, apparently, that will come into play later. But yeah, but for now, they're trying to. But they found a three-sided pyramid, where all the pyramids in Egypt so far we have found have four sides. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah. And they're, I guess they're usually probably like ground-penetrating radar or something to figure out how big this thing is. Uh, they show a satellite they, at some point, so presumably satellite had something to do with it. Yeah, there's a lot of science. They had, they science a lot about this this pyramid, about how big it is and how old it is. But And over the course of the science scene, they introduce us to all of the main characters. There is blonde Laura Croft. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is her dad, who is straight-laced and by the book. There is British uh, BBC Four hostess lady. Uh, there is her cameraman. And then there is the guy who speaks Egyptian and also pilots a rover that NASA developed that they want to use to explore the pyramid when they open it up. Its name is Shorty. It is. And yeah, and uh, the guy uses it to spy on the girl while she's changing her clothes, but they also happen to be dating, so that's not quite as terrible as it sounds. Although he does make it a point to say how it's been committed to, like, the archives for all eternity, which is weird and off-putting. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes it as bad as it sounds. Yeah. (laughs) So. No, see, it's not weird, just everybody can see it. Yeah, it's, you know, well, I mean, it's going to get released on the Fappanine at some point, because I believe the Fappanine was after the Arab Spring, if my internet memory serves me correctly. Hell of a timeline you've got going on over there. Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming it is. I don't know for certain. It's all it's all civil unrest in various countries and celebrity nudity. Yep. That's That's all the internet actually is. Yeah. Soon the internet will be civil unrest in our country, Chris. Hooray. (laughs) I mean, we're a foreign country to other countries. Sometimes I feel like it's a foreign country to me. Yeah. Yeah, Are you living in your own private Idaho? Sometimes. With a rock lobster? Yeah, definitely with a rock lobster. Inside a love shack? Tin roof. Rusted. Yep. Hopefully there's not a hot pants explosion in there, though. 
I think we've now. I think I've now uh, exhausted my collection, my my knowledge of B fifty two song titles. That's pretty good. Three's not bad. Three. Yeah. I had at least four: Private Idaho, Rock Lobster, Love Shack, Hot Pants Explosion. Okay. Four. Yeah. That's all you need. It's B fifty twos. Let's be real. You don't need a lot. No, they're they're entertaining and all, but a little goes a long way. Yeah. So anyway, there's a pyramid. They want to unearth it so that they can be the archaeologists to uh, have discovered it. Uh, the dad is like, we don't need all this science stuff. I do science with my hands and my face. Um, and the, the, the daughter is like, but no, we can like use radar and drones and whatever to like to to check everything out and not have to like spend 72,000 years unearthing this thing. And the dad's like, why is there a picture of you kissing the guy with the robot on the screen? I'm confused. Yeah. seems like a weird time for that to have showed up. No, he, he well, brought it up though. Accidentally. Yeah. Like he was trying to click to something. He clicked on that, clicked on something else. And it brought that up. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. He was trying to open up America online and instead he opened up that. Yeah, he just wanted to check his electronic mail. He wanted to see if there was any sick New Yorker cartoons on his Facebook feed. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, uh, so, I mean, and this this is like the first, like, ten minutes of the movie. Which is weirdly, like, the, the, the ten best minutes of this movie. This movie uh, dilates time in a weird way, where somehow this yeah. movie is like ten minutes long, but also forever. Yeah, like if you just sat down and said everything that happened in this movie, you could probably write it out on a, in about four paragraphs. Yeah, like but if you were to put you, uh, it in some sort of wiki. Yeah, like you know, like uh, but like like an encyclopedia of things, Chris, like in wiki form. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but also it seems to take forever when you're watching it. <laughs> oh man. So spoilers on, uh, what our review is going to be on it. And they managed to find an entrance into the pyramid. Everybody's super excited. Uh, one of the, the workers, the. Yeah, the guy runs in, he's like. He's like, hey, we found, we got the opening. And they're like, all right, let's go open it. Yeah. And so they, they, uh, remove a rock because it, it like, it doesn't, it's not the opening proper. It's like a cave leading to the opening. They know somehow, I guess, because science. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Cause they, well, you had their ground penetrating radar to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. They, their GPR. They remove the rock and it, uh, immediately maces them. With like green gas, green green gas that also had solids because it got on the camera. Yeah, like and it just came like shooting, like it came like billowing out. It wasn't just like it was pressurized it, somehow. Yeah, yeah, it was apparently uh, the air pressure was much higher the day that they uh, sealed up that pyramid than the day they opened it. And they keep referring to it like nondescriptly. They don't call it anything in particular. I forget what they said, but I remember thinking, that's funny. I say remember thinking like I didn't think it like an hour and a half ago. 
Like the tomb gas? Is that what you're, what you're talking about? They kept saying oh. it over and over, and I don't remember what they called it, but it was... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, it's like some gas that came from the tomb. It's tomb gas. Tomb gas. Um, yeah, but like... And it's like, I mean, and so, I, but it like obscures view. Like, it's not even like, it's like a green mist. Like, it's like fucking Asuka, like green misted the the fucking crew or something. Yeah. <laughs> or the great Mudo. Um, yeah, like just fucking like this green mist comes shooting out of the tunnel at everybody. And like various uh, unnamed Egyptian workers like collapse and die from this stuff. Yeah, the one guy came down with a bad case of jump scare the camera before he died. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to be a zombie movie. And it was not a zombie movie. No, he just died. No. Yeah, he just healed over and did not rise again. So they're uh, making plans to send Shorty down to take a look. What, because of the tomb gas and all? Yeah. But then uh, they get a call from ask- Egypt. <laughs> I did ask Christian if there are any three-sided pyramids in Egypt, and he said yes, they built them up against the side of a large wall so that it would work properly. <laughs> You're counting the bottom as a side. Uh-oh. Oh, gosh. That's what you get for asking a math guy math questions. <laughs> All right, I don't know if I'm going to get this right now, folks. All right. Um, uh... <laughs> so Egypt calls them on their phone, I guess. Their set phone. And Egypt's like, you gotta leave. Yeah. Their their Iridium satellite phone. Uh, Dad tells everybody that Egypt says they gotta go. Because the Bureau of Antiquities is uh, worried that they're gonna get all their shit destroyed by people during the Arab Spring. Fair enough. Some, which I don't remember if it was the people or the outgoing government, but someone did fuck up a lot of the shit at the Bureau of Antiquities there. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> yes, a D four. It's called a D four, Christian. Yep. Yeah, he's like, serious answer, probably just think of a four-sided die. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Three-sided doesn't make any sense, Like, but I get what they were saying. Yeah, because you know, normally what it is, it's a square with a vertex above the square, and then the there's lines that run from the corners of the square to the vertex. That is what like the pyramids in Giza are like. What they're asking about is if you have a triangle. What they're describing in the movie is a triangle with a vertex above it and all the points, lines from all the points of the triangle going to the vertex. It's triangular prism. Yeah. But anyway, so Egypt tells everybody to fuck off. Yeah. Dad's like right away because he's worried about his career. Yeah. And also his daughter. Yeah. But his also, daughter, daughter apparently is hanging out with this dude that he probably doesn't want his daughter hanging out with because he's old and stodgy. And so if he can get his daughter out of there, maybe he can get her away from the guy with the hat. Yeah. But she's having no none trusts, of it. No one trusts a guy in a hat. True. Matt Pillow with your Mario hat. Here. 
now you can trust him. There you go. Okay, now I trust it. <laughs> Which is a uh, it's a joke that only works for me. Sorry, folks. Yeah, because we do, we don't do video podcasts yet. Those are just videos. Uh, yeah, there is a, uh, a there's one called Princess and Scoundrel that does like a video recording of their podcasts, which I enjoy. But they are Star Wars focused because the princess is Princess Leia and Scoundrel is obviously Han Solo. But then everybody would see my squalor. It's not squalor. You have a lovely tapestry behind you blocking all of your squalor. That's true. Uh, It only sort of looks like an abandoned building. (laughs) I mean, where else would you record this podcast, Chris, than in an abandoned building? It's for the ambiance. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to record a horror podcast, record it in a horror setting. True. That's why I record it in my home, because home invasion is a horror trope. So, Egypt says, get out. You have six hours to board the plane. Yeah. But, uh... But they, instead, they bought bubblegum. Yeah, and not Laura Croft says that gives us enough time to send Shorty in to get some footage of this super important archaeological find. Yeah. Um, Dad's not all for it, you know, on account of being stodgy and whatnot. But he gets talked into it for plot reasons. Because he can't say no to his girl. And as they're packing up the gear, uh, Egyptian military man shows up. Sergeant name. Yeah, Sergeant Egyptian name. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any Egyptian Egyptian names. Yeah, any attempt for me just, to make one up would just make me sound real bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just that 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 way lies racism. Yeah. He shows up and thanks to um the hat operator guy. guy, hat guy. Yeah. He basically says, Y'all gotta get the fuck out of here. But hat guy manages to convince him to not do that. Yeah. So he's like, okay, and then leaves. Mm-hmm. So they get everything he's ready. Like, well, because he's got to go tell everyone else to get the fuck out of there. So they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on it. We just got to pack some stuff up. You know, got to gotta mail out our stuff. And then we've got to uh, maybe get a shower in. You know, deodorant. Yeah, put some deodorant on. Brush my teeth. Comb my hair. Um, got to let the dog out. You know, at that point, it's lunchtime. Got to make myself a little lunch. I mean, I'll be out of here by 2, 3 p.m. top. Yeah. And then yeah. it's 200 miles through the desert. We can do that pretty quick, probably. Yeah. I mean, just you just get a surfboard and you'll get like a wind, like a windboard. That's not a thing, is it? Like a windsurfing board. Oh, okay. Yeah. Put all your stuff on it. Yeah. That's and then the fine. wind just blows it along. Yeah. That's how everyone travels the desert, right? Is like windsurfing boards. Yeah, sure. Says the guy who's never seen a desert. <laughs> uh, well, I've been to Phoenix, Arizona, so I, technically I've seen the desert. It's just not sandy like that. I hate sand. Mm. Okay, yeah, rough and coarse. <laughs> it gets in my genitals, and I hate it. Well, I mean, I put it there, but that's 
Well, yeah, I mean, but you know, you do you, Chris. If you want to pound sand, that's up to you. Mm. We'll have to talk about logistics of that statement at some point. (laughs) Now doesn't seem appropriate. You gotta go low and slow. It's like a non-Newtonian fluid. (laughs) You you pound it too hard, it instantly solidifies. It's a bad scene. Ow! Too aggressive, too aggressive. (laughs) Dial it back. Uh, I hate myself for that. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that. That's good. That's the only way to feel about making that statement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they they send in Shorty. Yeah. Shorty sees some hieroglyphs. Yeah, which, I don't know, they translate as something. I don't fucking care. Yeah, some vaguely Egyptian shit. They talk about Osiris. They talk about how like Anubis weighs the you know a, the dead person's heart against Mahat, which is truth, um, to see if it's lighter than a feather or not. And if it's lighter than a feather, then they go on to the afterlife. And if it's heavier than a feather, then I guess they go to the underworld. But isn't um, that still the afterlife? I mean, well, I mean, it's like the difference between like going to heaven and hell, Chris. Oh, yeah. They're both afterlives. That's true. Just you would rather go to one than the other. Though, if you ask everyone who knows someone who died, the person they died went to heaven. So apparently no one lives in hell or exists in hell. No way, dude. I want to go to hell. Yeah, way more real estate there, at least. I mean, you know, because you know, everyone's like, oh, it talks about like how someone went to heaven when they died. No one ever talks about how they went to, someone who went to hell when they died. I mean, if nothing else, Gigi Allen's there for sure, so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if he can't die on Halloween, no. at least you can go to hell afterwards. Yeah. He died like he lived, on heroin. Yeah. Was there something? About, I don't know why the the, uh, the the word computer popped into my head with regard to Gigi Allen, and I don't think there is any connection between Gigi Allen and computers, but for some reason, my brain tried to spit that out at me. Amazing. Yeah, I was like, did he die fucking a computer? I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> I'm fairly certain Gigi Allen did not own a computer. I can't swear to that, but it doesn't seem to really uh, fit his yeah. brand. No, probably not. Also, Gigi Allen would be super salty if you just heard me say fit his brand in regards to him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you, you know, and that's why you want to go to hell, Chris, so you can make Gigi Allen salty. Yeah. Hey, why miss it? Why miss heaven by an inch? That's my motto. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to shoot for the stars, at least hit the ground. So anyway, Shorty is down taking pictures of shit. Yeah. Uh, gets accosted by... Uh, blurry blurry thing it has a tail yep and they're all like what the fuck was that a dog says a bunch of people who apparently have never seen a dog before also a bunch of people who realize nothing could be living inside that tomb because it's been sealed up for thousands of years I mean they assume the dog got in past the tomb gas oh. and that that is right because there were a bunch of dogs just kind of hanging out at the beginning of the movie. 
How did the dogs get 200 miles into the desert in a pack? I don't know. Are there desert dogs? Is that a thing? I mean... Like jackals? I mean... No, they were dogs. Like, they showed... They showed them in the movie. They were dogs. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about the desert ecology to tell you whether or not dogs can live in a pack in that desert. Actually, let us ask our font of knowledge, the fun paid intern. Yeah, he's he's earning that fun today. Yeah. Everything I know about the desert, I learned from that song, "A Horse with No Name." <laughs> so I don't know much about the desert except for. A, uh, being in it with a horse with no name. Yeah, when been through the desert on a horse with no name. You definitely just nice asked the get... wrong person that. It is good to get out of the rain, though. That's what I hear. In the desert, can't remember your name because there ain't no one for to give you no name. That's some super good English in that song. Yep. <laughs> one of my one of my friend's sons was like, "Yeah, like I was doing really well in English, but I got like a really bad in grammar." I'm like, well, grammar, no, isn't not good, important. <laughs> Me, no, speak good. That impossible. <laughs> so, Shorty gets busted up. By a dog. By a dog. Which, you think a NASA rover designed to, like, be shot to Mars would be up to the challenge of a dog running past it, but whatever. I don't know. Mm. My my dog uh, just loves to do things at everything at full tilt, so he will just like jump up onto the bed at full speed, whether you're there or not, and just slam into you. It wouldn't surprise me if it took out a rover. And this uh, angries up hat guy because Hacker. NASA will never let let him live it down. Well, I mean, NASA might charge him to replace the rover worth. What, millions of dollars? I have, I mean, at least. Probably more. Who can say? I haven't priced NASA rovers lately. I want to know what Horse Lanta would have said. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, uh, Shody gets taken out. Yeah. So they decide the best course of action is to put on a respirators and go find Shorty because they're worried about the tomb gas. Yeah, well, which is fair because it killed a bunch of unnamed Egyptian workers. Yeah. So, yeah, so they go in and... Uh... A bunch yeah, of and, nonsense uh, happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they go through and they're like they talk Egyptian mythology. They don't talk about uh, Rob, you know, piloting the the barge across the sky with the sun and then entering the underworld to fight Apophis until rising the next morning or anything like that. Nah, but it's mostly like Anubis and Osiris. Osiris. Yeah. So they and, they keep walking around. Uh, there's a tomb collapse. Yeah, they do find part of the rover. Yeah, first, it's like just like the eye, like the eyes 
and the the pole the eyes sit on. And by eyes, I mean like video sensors. Cameras, I think, is the word you're struggling to find. No one would call that a camera, Chris. The, I would. No, camera is like a. It's like a. You you take like a. a you take like a piece of paper. You poke a hole in it. Like uh huh. Pin. Yeah, and then you use that to to cast an image on upside down image onto the the thing behind it. Okay, thanks. Eighteen forty Troy. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> like robot eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> so they, and, uh, yeah, everything. Yeah, and uh, part, yeah. they can't get out because part of it collapses. Yeah, and falls on Hat Guy. He has like his leg, like yeah. it's big fucking, big old fucking rock, like like six foot by three foot by three foot, just like falls on his leg, and they're like, "You're gonna be fine, buddy. You're gonna run a fucking marathon tomorrow. It'll be great." Yeah, this is totally like, fine. Yeah. He's like, I can't feel anything below my hip. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it, bud. We're going to get you out of here. You've been pulverized. So they eh. all kind of split off to go find an escape route. They find a vertical shaft? Yeah. A chimney, if you will. And apparently BBC Four uh journalist lady has has rock climbing experience, so they send her up there. And they keep asking her questions like every three feet that she climbs, and she's like, Will you just leave me the fuck alone so I can concentrate on what the fuck I'm doing, you fucking fuckers? Yeah. Uh and then she sees like a there's like a, a little passage off the side of the chimney and inside is a rat cat. It looks like a rat, but they call it a cat later. Yeah. It does look like a rat. It looks like a shaved possum. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Actually, I have experience with possums more than I would like, which is to say any. And uh, yeah. And then she, so she, it scratches her face. She falls down the chimney onto the camera guy, which was fucking hilarious. It was pretty good. Just like fucking like lands ass first on his shoulder and they both go down. And I was like, yes, that was the most realistic looking thing I've seen in a while. That made me happy. So after her tumble... The the doctor and his daughter head the back. The doctor daughter? Yeah. The doctor's daughter? That's an episode of Doctor Who. It probably is. It does. It stars uh, David Tennant and his future wife, Georgia Moffat, who is the daughter of the actor who played the fifth doctor. So the, the guy who played the ninth doctor married the daughter of the guy who played the fifth doctor. That tracks. Well, also, not just the Ninth Doctor, but also the... What is he? So it's Tenet, Smith. So Tenet's Ninth, Smith is Tenth, Capaldi is Eleventh, Jodie Wicker was Twelfth. So he's like the Thirteenth as well. 
weird. Then they, then they, we get into bioregeneration and it gets even weirder. But yeah, uh, yeah, Doctor Who continuity really fucked. It's it's both wibbly wobbly and timey wimey. That's that tracks. Yeah. So uh, the 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 doctor, the daughter, find yep. smashed up guy, but he's missing. Yeah, he's been dragged. There's like a blood trail where he was dragged out from underneath the rock. I think was his leg there still under the rock or not? Or is it obvious if that's true or not? I mean, it was implied the leg was still there that it got removed from the leg and drug off. Yeah. And so they follow the blood trail. Chris, they follow the blood trail. Yeah. And it's gone through a shaft. And they meet back up with BBC four and cameraman. Yep. And inexplicably, the doctor guy just lies about it. Like, I I don't don't, know what he says. They're like, what happened to Mike? And he's like, I don't know. I guess he uh, got away. Or he whatever. went off and just, he climbed his way out. He's he's now running around on a farm with the dogs. Yeah, we, we took York. him upstate. <laughs> where there's plenty of room for him to run around. Yeah. Squeak toys and shit. Yeah, he's chasing the cattle. I don't know. And rightfully so, BBC Four's like, no. Absolutely not, Ian. That thing was huge. Like, yeah, all of us like, couldn't you move just, it. Yeah, like three of us tried to lift it. No one could even shift it. You're telling me he just like kicked it off with his leg and ran out of the the pyramid? I don't think so. Yeah, which like, why would you lie about that? I just don't even understand what what the point of him lying was. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. Like, it's just it feels like an old guy thing, though. You know, when they're like, oh, yeah, like, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. Why would you ask? We're all fine down here. How about you? Yeah, I guess so. So now there's distrust. So did the group. Yep. And also, like, BBC Four ladies face is getting like gnarlier around the scratch like every scene yeah like it's not like just like oh she got scratched and three days later her face fell off it's like she got scratched five minutes later it looks a little gnarly ten minutes later it looks even more gnarly like twenty minutes it, like you're like uh, why are you still alive in the face yeah why is your face alive yeah um, they they head off to try to find a way out. At some point, there's like a sand trap of no consequence. Yeah, everybody everybody makes it through that, don't they? But doesn't the the dad get scratched? Yeah, he gets scratched. He also gets scratched. They all are yeah. starting to sport the the itis. Yeah, he's got the itis. BBC the BBC Four Lady has the itis. Um, she falls onto punji sticks at some point. Yeah, she falls on punji sticks and also is accosted by the rat cats. Yeah, and then they scare the rat cats away. Uh, but then they're like, well, we have to get her out of here, so we have to lift her off these sticks. They start lifting her off, and she, you know, starts screaming because, I don't know, pain. 
And then they're like, oh yeah, if we pour off these sticks, she's just gonna bleed out anyway, because she'll just have like fucking inch diameter wounds and all all over her body to bleed from. Yeah, yeah. They they try to lift her off of it, which doesn't work. So the, their next plan is to just cut her leg off, because that'll help. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you use the leg to cut off the leg, you use that to lever her up off of the spikes. It's just science, really. Yeah. But she just dies instead. Yeah, well, it's probably the better ending for her. So now we're down to three. We got cameraman and father and daughter. Yep. And that is... Oh, and... So when they're climbing out of the sand... Oh, so they they end up in a a tunnel. like Like a vent. They find a fucking ventilation shaft to crawl through. Like they're fucking sneakers... Or Mission Impossible. And they're they're getting through there and the the rat cats are chasing them. And as the last and then so the last guy I think is the is the dad is trying to make it out. Uh he is almost he can't quite make it out, but then fucking corporal Egyptian soldier guy like pulls him out and then unloads his uh gun into the ventilation shaft and yeah he AK-47s them yeah it's like he's like yeah come get some and then something inside the shaft just fucking penetrates him yeah and yeets him into the shaft yeah just yeah yeets him into the shaft and he disappears and we never see corporal sergeant Egyptian guy again yeah rest in peace which is sad I kind of liked him. Yeah, I like the way he kept yelling at everybody. He was the most rational of the bunch, if nothing else. Yeah, he tried to tell them to go the fuck home, idiots, but they wouldn't. Turns out he was right. Nope. Yep. Uh, It's revealed that Dad is suffering from the itis and it's getting worse. Yep. Don't worry, this totally is plot relevant. Um, yeah, it's not like he's going to turn into a zombie or anything. Spoilers, he doesn't turn into a zombie. No. No, no. he doesn't. Nope. This is not a zombie movie. Uh, They wander around for a while. It's a labyrinth. They find a room that, that has like a bunch of like... um, Is it like sarcophagi and like paintings on the ceiling and shafts in the ceiling and well, well first they, they find a dead freemason oh yeah because that was important yeah and the freemason says you can get out through the burial fucking thing well the freemason doesn't say that well no he his note says that because yeah reasons yeah because they gotta have some way to convey information to the characters inside a tomb that presumably has not been opened for thousands of years, but somehow a Freemason made it in. Those lousy Freemasons. Yeah, they're just always getting in places they shouldn't be. And they make their way to the, like the main burial t- chamber. Yeah. Uh. Where there's they they decide for some reason there's a there's a bunch of shafts vertical shafts in there. And for some reason, they figure out that if they can find a star symbol that matches 
the three-sided pyramid that that will point them the way to the shaft that will get them out? Well, first, uh, first you forgot about the fisting scene. I certainly did. Where uh, <laughs> I don't remember there being any fisting in this movie. <laughs> so it turns out that Anubis is running around down here. Mm. That scene. Okay, I thought I thought her dad was involved with that, but I guess he wasn't. No, he got fisted. No. Yeah, to Anubis death. like comes up. Uh, yeah, Anubis comes up behind the dad, like sh- like fucking like Mortal Kombat's him. Like just shoves his hand like through the back of the dad's body, grabs the heart, and pulls it out. Which doesn't kill him and, immediately because he moves him to another area. Yeah, drags him to another area where he is tied up to a uh, balance. Yeah, you know, like you know, it's fucking. It's like a pillar with like an arm, like a a thing balanced on top of it to weigh things. Um, like a scale tied of to some it. sort. Well, it's not a scale. Technically, it's a balance. Okay, I'm just trying to help because because he's got to balance the heart against the weight of a feather. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the dad's tied to that, and he's still conscious despite not having a heart for a number of minutes. Yeah, no, like, mad props, like, to... I mean, I guess if you don't have a heart, you can't bleed out, right? Because nothing's moving the blood around? Uh, yeah, but also, conversely, nothing's moving the blood around. Yeah, also, no more oxygen's gained to your brain. Congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and so, yeah, so you see Anubis, uh, which is a mediocrely CGI'd uh, jackal upper body dude. Yeah, it's, it's not even like a no, it's not even like upper body. Like he's got like the the backward bending legs like a dog or a cat would have. It's a humanoid jackal. Like a anthropomorphic jackal. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh he Somewhere just got very excited. He weighs the heart doesn't weigh right so he leaves no as soon as the heart weighs more than a feather the dad just fucking croaks and yeah he, oh no anubis eats the heart and that's when the dad croaks yeah and was... there was like a heart there's a heartbeat sound playing over the scene the whole time it's and then weird. as soon as anubis eats the heart the heartbeat sound stops and the dad just like dies i mean chalk it up to anubis magic i suppose i guess also, maybe Anubis is an alien. Yeah, sure. Why not? Because there's like I don't know, like they get they end up in that. So and after this, they go back into the burial chamber and they're looking all around. And apparently, Anubis maybe is an alien that is trapped in this ship until he can find a heart that will balance against Maat to to let him out. Yeah. Yeah. I That's think what the sarcophagus a- said. I think that's what that said. Yeah, that basically is... the the Egyptians trapped him in there when an Osiris died because he was getting buck wild. And now he's stuck there until he can find the, like, the good heart or whatever. An innocent heart. Yeah. Or pure heart, if you will. Yeah, basically he's got, a, he's got to kill an innocent person in order to escape. Yeah. Which, yeah, which I thought they were going to go with the girl, because, but then I realized she was, like, fornicating with a dude, so I guess she's technically not innocent. Yeah, she absolutely was, like, was getting some of but that. But I was like, what about the, the camera guy? He seems pretty wholesome. 
He seems fairly benign. Yeah. Like a tumor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And that's, <laughs> and then, uh, so they try to make their way out. They figure out that the, one of the shafts corresponds with this, the, the dog star Sirius. Um, and then they look up into the shaft and they see the bottom part of a rope and wood ladder that presumably corporal captain, sergeant, Egyptian army guy climbed down to get into the pyramid. Yeah, obviously. And so, uh, what's her butt starts climbing up the rope and wood ladder. And that's when Anubis takes out the camera guy. Mm hmm. And presumably he isn't good enough because then Anubis starts climbing up the the chimney shaft thing at the girl. Uh grabs a hold of her ankle. She pops a flare that her dad gave her. Yeah, your dad didn't give you a flare when you went into a three sided pyramid? Not the last time. Oh. I guess never never again now, but um Well, fair enough. <laughs> and then uh because you know fuck cancer. And uh yeah, so she uses the flare to drive to to like drive Anubis away because for some reason Anubis doesn't like flares. Yeah, I mean that's understandable. I don't have a particular like problem with flares, but if you jab one in my face holes I probably yep. would uh, drop off a ladder. What if I go woo at you? <sighs> uh, yeah, that's a different kind of player. But <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> also, rest in peace, Charlotte Flair's knee. Apparently. Oh. Yeah, she she uh, hurt it a week or two ago, and it is not apparently in good shape. Uh, but, uh, so yeah, so she starts climbing up some more mm -hmm. and makes it to the, the, she makes it to the top of the shaft, works her way. He works her way up the shaft. Like you do. Gets to the tip. Yeah. Just the tip. Just to see how it feels. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and just, uh, I don't know, just, I don't know, emerges yeah. from the, the, the tip and, uh, she, she gets, Starts climbing, crawling her way out of the the tunnel that connects to the pyramid. There is a young child there. Uh, you're missing a very important scene. Oh, what scene am I missing? Because where I she don't gets remember. pulled back down after she gets to the top. Oh yes, because it's just super relevant to everything that's happening. Because yep. after she gets pulled down back to the bottom, she oh no she she falls most of the way down but catches herself on the rope and wood ladder and then just climbs up. No, because Anubis pulls her down and then she gets put on the thing, the balance. Mm. I don't remember that at all. That's good. I'm glad something happened in this movie. I don't remember. So Anubis puts her on the balance. Yep. Ties her up. He takes the time to tie her up. Which Oh, that's right. But she has some kind of sharp implement. Yeah, you know, that thing that was never brought up before that she has yeah which maybe came from anubis like yeah. did she swipe it off his belt or something sure why not it's like a sickle or something i don't fucking know it's fucking weird i don't know where it came from but anubis is gonna pull her heart out but she manages to yep. escape 
thanks she, to he, the he almost, sharp he, thing. He almost he almost mola roms her. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah, she cuts her way out uh and then races up the ladder. Well, because the cat rats attack Anubis to buy her time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, because the Sphinx cats don't like Anubis because he's not a Sphinx cat. Uh Reply hazy. Try again later. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck. There's, there's no, there's no fucking context as to why they would attack him, other than it helps her get out of the scene. Yeah, because it was super important that we get right back to where we were two minutes ago. Yeah, which is her being at the top of the shaft after that happened. Yeah, she works her way up the shaft. Yeah, she really tip. likes to work her way up the shaft. Yeah, and. uh she gets out, and then there is a young Egyptian child there. Like, by young, like, what, like, eight, ten, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, in Egyptian, like, hey, lady, are you okay? And she looks up at him, and then Anubis just grabs the child, yanks him off screen, and then the movie ends. Yeah. Also, she's full-on got the the fucking itis now. I, I don't know why. Well, yeah. Because, I don't know, a rat cat. Scratched her at some point. Also, why was there a small child 200 miles away from the nearest civilization? It's in the desert, just hanging out. It was it was Captain Corporal Sergeant Private's Egyptian Army's son. Oh, that makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah, I, I'm just, just making that up top of my head. There's no indication in this movie that that is the case. And now we're done. But basically, Anubis needed an innocent person to grab so that presumably Anubis can make his way out of the three sided pyramid now. Yeah, now he can get out and he can do Anubis shit. Like yeah. pull out hearts, I guess. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yep. So Chris, what did you think of this movie? Um it is super aggressively mid. It, there's nothing particularly terrible about it like it's shot well enough it's the cgi is not great but it's like 2013 2014 what are you gonna do there is some real there there not all the cgi is gnarly but there is some gnarly cgi in there where i was like ooh, like that's like the the fucking the cat's attacking the lady and let the right one in looked better than that cgi I mean, like the the acting is fine. There, there's a there's a better movie here. They just didn't make it. I I don't know why they didn't make it, but there is a much better execution of this idea, I guess. Like the the idea itself, just like the 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 hook, the elevator pitch of this isn't bad. You know, like, uh, they find this temple, or this pyramid, and there's, like, uh, I don't know, fucking Anubis is down there killing motherfuckers. Like, okay, sure. And weigh in their hearts until you can find one light enough that lets them out of the pyramid. But Anubis doesn't show up until, like, two-thirds of the movie has gone by. Oh, yeah. Like, at at minimum two-thirds, maybe even longer. The time dilation of this film makes it difficult to estimate when exactly Anubis showed the fuck up. Would you say that this movie is timeless in certain ways, Chris? I mean, I felt like I existed outside of time while it was on. Okay, good. 
Because we'll, I'll get into that later after you talk. Because things and role playing games and stuff. But it's, yeah, it it doesn't make me feel much of anything. Honestly, like it's just like it's there. It happened. Uh, yeah, don't watch it unless you really like uh, Egyptian esque theming. And you're not particularly good horror movies. And I don't know. I think it's, uh, we've said it before and we'll probably say it again, but the worst thing you can do is just be boring. Yeah. Yeah. The worst thing, the worst sin a horror movie commit can commit is to give me no emotional reaction whatsoever. Yeah, it's not bad enough where I'm like, oh man, this is a goddamn mess. And I'm, it's not good enough where I'm like, oh, what's going to happen next? What a tense ride. And I, I say give me no emotional reaction ever because Chris doesn't have emotions. It's true. Yeah, he's a pee zombie. I possibly. I don't know. Skip it. What do you say, Troy? Um, so i that movie this movie kind of reminded me of role playing game called Mummy the Curse, uh specifically the second edition because it incorporates what they call the timeless chronicle where mummies are kind of unstuck in time uh and they wake up with like no memory of uh their of what the fuck is going on, and they're just there to serve a extra dimensional entity called a judge, and I could see like this Anubis being a mummy that woke up after someone invaded its tomb and it's just killing people and trying to weigh its heart against Mott because, you know, it doesn't know any better because it doesn't remember anything. And fine. So, like, I like anything that reminds me of a role-playing game because I like role-playing games. Uh, but that is the only thing this movie has fucking going for it. Like, the whole, like, okay, so, you know, Egyptian gods and aliens, sure. Stargate did that. Stargate SG-1 did it better. Um, great. That's fine too. Like, there's a story here. Like, there's there's an interesting story here. I think. I think making it found footage probably was a detriment to it because they couldn't make any of the kills cool because they because if they showed it, they had to show it in camera. Has found footage, and it just I don't. Know, they did. They didn't. They didn't do any of the that stuff well. Um. If you want to make like the whole shorty exploring the tombs found footage, great. Because you know you're being broadcast a camera image from a from a rover, great. But the rest of this movie probably should have been shot third person and not found footage. And they should have somehow gotten us interested in the characters. Like none of the character, I didn't care about any of these characters. They were all Friday the Friday the Thirteenth characters. They were not Nightmare on Elm Street characters. Like they just, there was there was nothing to latch on to that made you care about any of these people, even the final girl. Like I don't know. Like there's, it's, it's like someone had an idea and they filmed it, but somehow they managed to miss any emotional impact of this story in any way. And yeah, so if you can't. If you can't pull my heartstrings in some way, you're not a good movie. So, that's how I feel about it, Chris. I would say do not watch uh, Matt's buddy Ryan. I don't know if Matt told you that we watch bad movies and you sent us a bad movie or what. But, uh, yeah, 
sorry if you really love this movie, I guess. Uh, we did not. But speaking of movies, Chris, what are you watching next episode, which is probably next year? Yeah, at this point. Uh, we're going to yeah. watch Death Kappa. That's it just to do us by Dummy Act. And uh, hopefully, hopefully this involves stealing soul pearls out of people's buttholes. If it doesn't, I'll be upset. Also, drownings. Yes. The two things I know about Kappas. So what if other people know things about Kappas they want to tell us? Well, they could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com, or they could uh, reach out to us on Facebook, where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could go to our Reddit, our subreddit, at r slash shppodcast, uh, which I'm pretty sure showed up on nobody's Reddit recaps this year. Not mine. Except for maybe our bot. <laughs> that might be the only one. <laughs> Did you run the Reddit recap for the bot, Chris? No. Oh, okay. Um, otherwise, uh, you can go to our Discord at discord.slurchpitsis.com, where we are fairly active. We were active tonight. Apparently, uh, Matt brushes his teeth with seashells because he talked shit. That's what I got out of it. Uh, and... Uh, if you want to listen to us other ways, I don't go slash princess. They just, I don't know. Why would you listen to us another way than you're doing already? If you don't like the way you're listening to us, that's, that's a bigger problem than just our podcast. That's a you problem. Yeah. Figure your shit out and then just search for us on whatever platform you are listening to. Well, we want to listen to us on and we're probably there. Chris has done a pretty good job of that. It's true. Uh, and if you want to support us financially, you can go to patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com or store.slaughterhouseprincess.com, which is probably too late to buy your uh, friends and family wonderful Slaughterhouse Princess gifts off of Society6. I would say it's never too late to do that. Well, for Christmas, at least. Yeah. At least if you live in uh, New Brunswick, Canada. True. Because stuff has got shipped from New Jersey into Canada where it sits in customs for a while and then it gets shipped out. It takes so it takes more than eight days, that's for certain. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh so uh yeah, that's how we did we do things here at slarishpincess.com, Chris. That's true. So come back next time for Death Kappa. And whether podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. I love the devil. <laughs>